The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good afternoon. I'm Jim Taylor in for Rebecca Corral. Here's what's happening. A law to keep drunk drivers off the roads stalling in the California Assembly Public Safety Committee. KCBS's Bob Butler joining us to report the measure would mandate anyone stopped for DUI install an interlock ignition device in their car. What's up, Bob? Well, currently, Jim, repeat DUI offenders must install this device that won't start your car if you're intoxicated. Senator Jerry Hill just got SB 545 passed overwhelmingly in May, and for him, it's personal. It was a number of years ago I lost my best friend, and nothing has devastated a family more than that death. Plotsback helped found the Barry, a chapter of Mothers Against Drunk Driving, after her son was killed by a drunk driver in 2001. She's calling on the Public Safety Committee to take action. Not only does SB 545 save lives, it allows the offenders to be able to continue to work, to drive their children to school, to drive to and from treatment. They just cannot drive impaired. Anybody who is caught driving impaired has done it before. The first time that you are convicted of a DUI is your 89th to 120th time when you live in a city like South San Francisco. When you live in a rural area, it's up to your 2,000th time. Now, to be clear, this SB 545 would take the voluntary installation of this device if you're a first-time offender and make it mandatory. Reporting in South San Francisco, Bob Butler, KCBS. Thanks, Bob. San Mateo Police Chief for a long time, Susan Manheimer, has a new title, Grandma Emeritus. KCBS's Tim Ryan speaking with the chief about law enforcement and her 33-year career in San Francisco and then San Mateo. She started in law enforcement in San Francisco, rising through the ranks, and was hired by San Mateo in 2000. Started with the San Francisco Police Department in 1984, fresh off of a job as KCBS radio weekend reporter and producer. The cases she remembers? Oftentimes, the victims were suspects and the suspects were victims. Her philosophy has always been early intervention in troubled lives. The Police Athletic League has been close to her heart. There's this old saying, hurt people hurt people, and you realize as you get behind the layers of victimology and suspect evolution when you're working very complex crimes that are quite horrific. Manheimer will stay active in her community, she says, after some grandma time. The new police chief in San Mateo beginning in February will be Ed Barberini, a longtime department head in San Bruno. Tim Ryan, KCBS. Former veteran Oakland police officer named the new police chief in Philadelphia, Danielle Outlaw, chosen as the new chief following an extensive four-month search overseeing a department of 6,500 police officers. Outlaw was with the Oakland Police Force for 20 years before becoming the chief of Portland Police Bureau in October of 2017, first African-American woman to hold that position. While with Oakland Police, uh, she won the 2015 Gary Hayes Award. That's a national award given that recognizes leadership and innovation in policing. Bay Area is seeing a lot of uh, recurring wildfires. UC Berkeley researchers are studying our evacuation patterns. Can we get out? And will we take anyone with us? 
As KCBS's Holly Kwan tells us, they also want to know how people coped with the recent power shutoffs. The problem with the current research into disaster evacuation patterns is that it's been based on hurricanes. Wildfires are a different story. Stephen Wong is a civil engineering doctoral candidate focusing on transportation engineering. He says hurricanes prompt people to scatter, while in wildfires, people want to stay close. Huge. It causes people to want to go much further away. But for wildfires, it could be a very different behavioral process. And so agencies don't know necessarily how to respond to that. We can't necessarily use the mechanisms that we've come up with and strategies we've come up with for hurricane evacuations in a wildfire evacuation. Where would you place shelters? Do people go to hotels or friends' houses so shelters could be scaled back? Would people use Uber or Lyft to evacuate? Airbnb or VRBO for free shelter and housing? It's not meant to be a replacement for public resources, but in in a case of evacuation or a large-scale wildfire event or any disaster for that matter, any resource that can assist especially vulnerable populations, in my opinion, should be at least considered and researched. Holly Kwan, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS Radio.